Here endeth the lesson. Lesson two, you create your experience. It is with great joy that I come forth to abide with you. It is a great truth that I come often unto many, but because of what you have learned in your world, you have often believed me to be a figment of your imagination. The voice that steals quietly through the space between your own thoughts, you think it to be but an illusion. Yet I say I come often unto many. I come not alone to communicate with you. There is in truth a host of friends that come to create a vortex, a circumference of energy. We come even as you read these words into your space to set that tone. If you would well receive it, there are many friends unseen by physical eyes that have come forth to contribute and to support this communication. Why is that important? Always, in each and every moment of your experience, you as a soul, as a divine spark of consciousness, are deliberately choosing to create forms of communication. What you perceive is communicated always. You do it with the raiment that you place upon your body. You do it with the gestures and the sound of your voice. You do it with the very culture and time frame in which you incarnate. You are constantly and only creating forms through which you communicate. Communication is the attempt to rest in communion with creation. What you are choosing to perceive, believe and accept as true will be radiated through you, through your communication devices, which includes the body that you might transfer your perceptions to another, that they might know who you are and which voice you are committed to. I have often said that the body is a teaching and learning device and all forms of communication affect the process of teaching and learning. When you arise in the morning, the first thought that makes a home in your mind, you will act on. You may stretch the body, you may smile, you may frown, you might be filled with peace, or you might feel the weight of the world. These things come not because you have perceived them outside, but because you have allowed them inside the depth of your consciousness that remains pure and undefiled and radiant beyond all boundaries forever. As that thought makes a home in your mind, you literally begin to transform the communication device called the body into that which carries, expresses and reflects what has come to make a home within your mind. Remember, please, that the mind is not where the body is. It does not abide within the body, but the body does abide within the field of your mind. Communication is creation. These two are one and the same. Therefore, if you would create well, ask only, what am I committed to communicating? What will my creations express? What will my creations convey to others? For what I seek to convey reveals what I believe is the truth of myself to the world. Therefore, beloved friends, as we begin to focus on, to refine, to deepen, to mature in the way of the heart, it is wise to begin at the beginning. 
The beginning of this pathway is simply this. You are as God has created you to be. You are an infinite focus of consciousness. Your very sense of existence is nothing more than a feedback loop or feedback mechanism so that you can witness the effects of the choices you are making in the very deep, deep depth of your mind that rests right alongside the mind of God. Therefore, in each moment of your existence, which includes this bodily incarnation, you are literally allowing through deliberate choice, though perhaps unconscious, to bring forth a vibration of thought or a vibration of creation and to communicate, communicate it to the world in an attempt to experience communion with all of life, with a friend, with a parent, with a child, with a beloved, with the clouds that pass through the sky or with the earth itself. Each gesture, each thought, the way that the body breathes, all of these things are going on constantly and they are communicating or revealing the effect of what you have allowed to make a home in your mind. Understand well, the way of the heart requires that you allow yourself to rest in the simplicity of this truth. I am pure spirit, undefiled and unaffected by anything or anyone. I am given full power to choose and therefore to create my experience as I would have it be. Not quite the I that is the egoic part of the mind, for that is just one of your creations that came along somewhere down the line. It is a very small part of the mind. We are speaking of the I of you that is pure spirit and that knows it exists, even though it does not know the time of its own creation. You are pure spirit. Therefore to know I am only this and in each moment, regardless of what I believe I see, regardless of the feelings that arise within my awareness, I and I alone am wholly 100% responsible for them. No one has caused them. No great force in the universe has made this perception well up within my consciousness. I have selected it. Just as you would go to a grocery store and choose what you will have for dinner and then go home and experience your creation, so too do you choose each experience. When you choose a perception, you lodge it in the mind. Then it expresses itself through the body, through the environment that you create around yourself and through the friends that you would call into your awareness. Every aspect of the life you live is the symbol of what you have chosen to experience and therefore to convey throughout creation. The way of the heart begins with the acceptance of this simple truth. I am as God created me to be. Made in his image, I am a creator always. What then would you ask your creations to communicate? Why do you make the choices you are making? You all know perfectly well that sometimes you seem to be compelled, 
And the ego wants you to believe that you are compelled to certain actions, certain feelings, certain choices, certain perceptions, certain statements by something that surely exists outside yourself. This is never true. In no circumstance is there anything of creation that has the power to dictate to you the choice you will make. Peace flows from alignment with the mind of God. Therefore, the pathway of awakening, the way of the heart, must start with the decision to embrace the truth that is true always. I am the creator of all that I think and see and experience. I am free always. Nothing upon me but the thoughts I have chosen to hold within. Nothing imprisons me but my own perception of imprisonment. Nothing limits me at any level or dimension of experience save that which I have chosen. The way of the heart then embraces all things, trusts all things and eventually transcends all things. Why? Because it begins by assuming complete and total responsibility for what is being channeled through it. You all serve as a channel from the moment you arise until the moment you arise, even during your sleep, you are choosing that which flows through your consciousness. The goal that we seek has never changed. In, it is in truth a journey without distance. It is merely the return to where you are always that you might begin anew to create deliberately, clearly and with the perfect knowledge that if you are experiencing something, it is because you are the source of it and for no other reason. The way of the heart is not a way of gaining power. It is not a way in which you will finally be able to make the world be what you want it to be. Rather, it is that pathway in which you learn to transcend and to dissolve from your consciousness every perception, every thought which is out of alignment with what is true. The thought of death is out of alignment. The thought of fear is out of alignment. The thought of guilt is out of alignment. The thought of eternal life is in alignment. The thought of perfect fearlessness is in alignment. The thought of peace is in alignment. The realization of innocence is in alignment. The thoughts of joy and of forgiveness are in alignment and reflect the truth that is true always. For although you are given complete free will to create as you choose, the soul begins to learn that what brings it the highest joy, the highest peace and the highest bliss imaginable is that which flows from the mind of God through the mind of the channel, the soul, and expresses itself in the field of experience. It is for this reason that the Father's will is that you be happy and your happiness is found in choosing to restore your perfect alignment with only the voice for God.
The way of the heart is that pathway that begins with a commitment to healing and awakening and is founded on the premise, the axiom that we have given unto you. You are perfectly free at all times. Everything that is experienced has been by your choice and at no time has there been any other cause. It seems simple, and yet what soul has not known resistance to this idea? If you bake a cake and it turns out well, you will say, I did that. But if you bake a cake and it turns out very bad, you think it must have been the flour. It must have been the temperature of the oven. Surely there was something that caused this creation to not be what I would truly desire. It takes great courage and great faith to look upon all of your creations, your thoughts, your feelings, your manifestations with love and with the innocence of a child. For example, to plant a garden and to have all things wither and die and yet to smile and say, I planted this garden. I and I alone have done this. Well, I will get a little hungry here, so I might as well go to the store. Why is this important? Because a long time ago, the soul began to create the perception that it was something other than it was created to be. And the voice for ego emerged within the garden of consciousness. As the soul, that deepest aspect of mind that you have all known, began to identify with the voice that was other than the voice for God, that voice has led you to believe that your creations determine your worthiness. Do you know that feeling? Therefore, if what you create is not up to snuff, it means that you, in the core of your beingness, are some kind of failure. But I say unto you, in reality, failure is not even remotely possible. Why? If you plant a garden and the seed does not turn into a beautiful flower, but withers and dies, that experience is a creation and you have done it. And because all events in space and time, everything you experience are perfectly neutral, there is in reality never failure. The only failure seems to occur within your own consciousness when you believe that it is not acceptable to receive and own and embrace your creation with love and with innocence. Instead, you can choose to look upon it, to experience it and to recognize your perfect safety in doing so. For it is from there that you can decide whether to continue in that form of creation or whether to think differently and to approach things differently. That is where the catch is. That part of the mind began to teach you a long, long time ago what to accept as acceptable creations and what not to accept, what to take responsibility for and what to deny responsibility for. And that conflict creates the illusion of separation. When taken to its extreme, one discovers your hospitals full of those in deep depression, paranoia 
and the feeling within the being, within the human mind, of feeling alienated and alone. Helplessness, hopelessness, despair, anger and hatred are all symptoms of a fundamental delusion that has occurred within the depth of the mind. It has occurred because there has been a long history of having cultivated the skill of listening to the wrong voice. The wrong voice is the voice of ego. It has taught you to judge, to pick, to select what you will be responsible for. The more you move into that consciousness, the harder it seems to ever hope for a chance, transcending the sense of separation, conflict and lack of peace. For how many of you have not known the feeling of resting your head upon the pillow at night and not being able to sleep because it is just not going the way you expected? The reason you cannot sleep is because you are in judgment of your creation. But is it possible to cultivate just the opposite, in which you learn to look with perfect innocence upon all things that arise in the field of your experience? It is possible to look with innocence and wonder at every feeling from the place of curiosity, as you would look upon a cloud that passes through the sky. Look at it, marvel at it, its shape, its color, and embrace it knowing that it does not affect the purity of the sky through which it temporarily floats. Each of your creations is exactly like this. It arises in the field of time and space. You experience it and then it fades away. Every hurt that you have ever known is like a cloud that began to pass into the field of your awareness because you perceive things in a certain way. If that hurt is still lodged within you, it is because you latched onto it. You followed the voice of ego, which caused you to believe that you are identified with that feeling, with that perception. And because you mistakenly thought that was you, you assumed if you let go of it, you might disappear. You might die. The human mind is that field within creation, within consciousness, that has learned to become so identified with perceptions, experiences and feelings that are not necessarily comfortable, that it believes that if it lets go of them, it will die. From our perspective, as we look upon the energy fields of those of you still identified with this dimension, it looks as though you are gripping, causing energy to condense. Your knuckles are white, trying to hold on to limitation and guilt, to unworthiness and doubt. You seek innocence and peace. You seek abundance, prosperity and joy. But often, when you touch these things, it frightens you. Why? Because the truth of the kingdom requires openness, trust, expansiveness and spaciousness. It involves allowing, trusting, witnessing and letting things come and go. It involves learning to cultivate a deep enjoyment of whatever arises, 
seeing that all things are just modifications of consciousness itself and then letting them go when it is time to do so. Rest assured, there is no one, not a single soul, who has ever discovered something that was birthed in time that did not also end in time. How much of your suffering comes because you are clinging to a lifeless past and insisting that you carry it with you still? You were doing that because in the past you became identified with the clouds that were passing by and claimed that as your own identity. Therefore, if you release it, it will mean that you must change, you must go on. Creation itself that flows from the mind of God is ongoing forever. You will never cease to be. You will go on forever and forever and forever and forever and forever. You will go on forever exactly as you are now. Or you can allow the mind of God to flow through you, carrying you to an ever greater expansiveness and deepening of your awareness in, of the infinite loveliness of the power of the mind of God. Mastery arises from innocence. In these lessons, we will create a system or a pathway upon which you can walk to deliberately cultivate the quality of awareness in consciousness necessary to stabilize that awareness so that you can bring to it so that you can bring it to each and every moment of your experience imagine then being able to experience whatever arises without losing the sense of spaciousness innocence and ease that you now experience in fleeting moments for instance know you the experience when things are going well you are singing a happy tune and life seems to be moving ahead imagine that same quality of trust faith and certainty of purpose even when the buildings are crumbling around you and the bank account has gone dry Imagine being able to look at those events with the same sense of innocence and wonder with which you would look into the eyes of your beloved. For such a quality of awareness is perfect mastery. Within it are discovered perfect peace, perfect freedom, perfect joy and uninterrupted communion with all of creation. And if you would well receive it, that quality of feeling intimately one with all of creation is what you have been seeking as a soul since first the identification with the creation called ego began. For that creation created conflict and separation. Everything you have ever attempted to do since has been an attempt to overcome separation and to gain back what you felt you had lost. It is just that the ways you have sought to do it do not work. The world of conflict, fear, guilt and unworthiness and the world of the kingdom lie side by side within your own mind. The eye of the needle that one must pass through is the recultivation of the innocence of a child. 
It is for this reason that I often taught, become again as a little child to enter the kingdom. The cultivation of the way of the heart is the pathway whereby you deliberately and consciously choose to become again as an innocent child, just as you were in the beginning before you ever created and then incarnated into this dimension of experience that seems to be so permeated by a sense of conflict and separation. What you decree is. I would ask you now to begin to put this into practice. So wherever you happen to be, stop for just a moment and truly become aware of where you are. Where are you? Are you not having the experience of seemingly being within a body? Do you not seem to be abiding in a room somewhere? Are you not within an environment in which there are certain weather patterns going on around you? Perhaps there are sounds coming into your ears. Can you truly be aware of where you are now? Can you feel the weight of the body as you stand upon your feet or sit within your chair? Do you notice the tension in the neck? Do you notice the racing of the mind if that is going on? Can you begin to bring awareness to exactly what is from a place of innocence and non-judgment? You have a saying in your world. It is what it is. That is the beginning of wisdom. You will discover that what is, is what you have chosen to make of it. Be therefore where you are now and deliberately decide deliberately decide to accept wholly that what you are experiencing in this very moment has no cause whatsoever except your choice to experience it. Rest assured, whatever the mind may try to say, if you did not wholly want to be right where you are, you would not be there. If you are in a body in the field of space and time, rest assured, your desi you desired it, you chose it, and it is here. Begin here. There is no need to judge it, no need to ask it to be different. Just truly be aware of what is. If you are feeling the body sitting in a chair, allow this thought to come into the mind. I have literally created this experience. Something within me is so grand, so powerful, so vast, so beyond anything that scientists have ever come up with, that I have literally crystallized into the field of experience and awareness of being a body in space and time. It has come forth from the field of my consciousness, the gift to me of God, who asks only that I learn to create as God creates. I have said many times that the Father looks upon you and says, this is my only creation and it is very good. For the Father marvels at what you are, knowing perfectly well that what you are emerged from her holy mind. 
Likewise, look upon your creations and marvel. How is it that you could abide in this time frame on this planet? How could it be that you can place yourself behind the wheel of an automobile and actually get it from point A to point B? That is a mystery and a marvel, and no one knows how it is done, yet it is done. The reason it is done is that all power has been given unto you, and what you decree is. A man or a woman shall decree a thing, and it shall be so. You have decreed this moment. Own it. For by owning it right now, you can begin to sense the incredible and awesome power that flows through you in each moment. It is the power to create. Begin by choosing now to cultivate the practice in this manner. Set the intention so that in each hour of your day, for three to five minutes, you practice bringing this quality of awareness to exactly whatever you are experiencing when the thought arises to do the practice. Where does that thought come from? Imagine you are going through the day and you have been hustling and bustling about. You have gone to your office or your work. You have talked to friends. You have bought groceries. You have done all of these things. And suddenly the thought appears. Oh, focus on being aware that I am literally the creator of what I experience. Do you think it just happened by accident? No. The thought is penetrating your conscious awareness from the depth of your mind that rests right next to the mind of God. Therefore, the power to generate that very thought is the effect of God's will entering into your field of being, penetrating the veils of distraction and shining forth as the thought. That's right. Five minutes every hour. Can you awesomeness for you are linked to the mind of God and God knows how to bring you back to complete freedom perfect peace and mastery of this entire realm those who truly love God and would truly awaken will feel something compelling them to master this simple practice for five minutes of each hour they will learn to delight in and to look forward to it. Pretty soon, those five minutes will stretch into six, then 10, 15 and 50. Until finally, there is established in their awareness, the unchanging realization that everything that arises, they have decreed it. And so it is so. Five minutes every hour is not too much to ask. For five minutes every hour, be as you are created to be. A creator decreeing that which brings forth experience. Never again allow yourself to say, well, I'm really here because I have to be. I'm really just doing this because it's what I have to do. Take the words ought, should, must, and have to, and write them on a piece of paper. Look at them, then light a match and light the corner of the paper 
and let the paper burn and dissolve to dust. It is a symbol of allowing the energy you have given those words to become again as the dust or ash of the ground. Clear from your consciousness all identification with such words, for all of them are denials of reality. Many times I have shared with you that you need do nothing. Listen to those words and take them into yourself as though they are your own voice, because they are. I need do nothing. You do not have to survive. Whoever told you that you had to. You do not have to make everybody happy. Whoever told you that you had to. Whoever told you that you could make anybody happy. You do not have to abide as a body in space and time. Whoever told you that you had to. You do not have to pay the bills. Who told you that? You literally need do nothing. It is quite different than wanting or choosing to do something. You do not need to love your parents. You do not need to honour your father and mother. You do not need to worship me or love me. You do not need to love yourself. You literally need do nothing. For need is an expression of the perception that there is something you lack. Because you are one with God, there is never a moment when you lack anything at all. Can you allow the thought to emerge in the mind when you arise in the morning? I need do nothing. I don't have to get out of this bed. I don't have to go to an office. I don't need to fulfill that order. I don't need to say good morning to my mate. I literally need do nothing. For how can there be the power of freedom to choose and to create when you are being governed by the belief of the world that you must be a certain way? The belief that you need to be acceptable to others, that you need to conform and fit in, that you need to dress the way others dress and that you need to be committed to surviving an extra day upon this plane. There can be no freedom where there is need. Practicing the first two axioms. These are the first two axioms of the way of the heart to be built on, to be remembered and to be cultivated daily. I am created as my father created me to be. I am free and nothing sources my experience but me in each moment. Nothing has an effect upon me whatsoever, save that which I choose to allow to affect me. I need do nothing. In the beginning, we would suggest that you practice this second axiom in the morning and in the evening, as you are arising and as you are retiring.
at least twice in each of your days, we ask you to cultivate for five minutes the repetition of this thought so that you feel it in your bones. I need do nothing. It will come as quite a shock to your consciousness. The mind will say, but I have all these things I have to do. What about this? And what about that? Oh my goodness, will the world stop spinning if I stop needing? That is up to the world, not up to you. The power of these first two axioms will be what everything that follows is built on. Yet everything that follows is merely a way of water, watering those two axioms and making them the anchor of your awareness. For when the anchor is firmly in place, you will literally create whatever you so desire from perfect freedom and from perfect deliberateness. You will even transcend miracle mindedness for miracle mindedness is still a stage of perception just short of mastery. Mastery comes when you know that you are literally and deliberately creating. There is nothing miraculous about it. You will decree a thing and it shall be so. That is to create as God creates. For while he marvels at you, he knows perfectly well that your creation was not a miracle. It was very deliberate, born from the pure radiance of love. God does not sit upon his throne and say, I wonder if I am worthy to create my children. I wonder if I am worthy to express myself through the divine spark of consciousness that they are. Never does it enter the holy mind of God. I wonder if it is okay if I create a solar system. God receives a thought or a thought emanates within his holy mind. He decrees it and it is so. And he looks upon all things and says, it is very good. Exercise in conscious creation. The third and last exercise that we would give you in this lesson is this. Choose something that you do every day that you are convinced is so utterly ordinary that it certainly does not hold any power or any spiritual meaning whatsoever. It could be something as simple as having a glass of water, brushing your teeth or yawning. Pick something that you know you do every day and decide to make that the focus of your worship so that when you do it, you stop and say, it is very good. Even if it is something as simple as raising your head from the pillow, become aware of it. Own it as self-created. And as you contemplate that action, say to yourself, it is very good. I have done this and it is good. I have created. Again, those that are truly committed will find that they begin to enjoy this process and they begin to apply it more and more to other events in their lives. They begin to reawaken the childlike joy of building a castle in the sandbox. For in truth, that is all you are doing here. Consciousness is your sandbox 
and you are creating castles. You have simply forgotten to enjoy them. When you want to be rid of them, you now lament. Oh, but I give this up and change my mind and move on. What will happen to my creations? What will others think of me if I act like a child and just take my little plastic shovel and knock the castle down and go in and have a sandwich for lunch? What will people think of me? Will I fit in? Will I be accepted? Will I be judged? Will I be persecuted? Who cares? For the opinions of others means nothing. Unless, of course, you want them to mean something. Now we come to what concludes this lesson. What blocks you in your mind? For even as you are reading this, you may recognize a resistance. That resistance is the energy of fear. What will happen if I follow this path? That part of your mind called the ego will rise up to tell you that if you listen to the one that, that some have called the savior of the world, it will take you to a path of destruction. That is because the voice of ego knows that it will be destroyed if this path is followed. You, the reality of who you are, cannot be destroyed. That resistance is fear. And fear is one of the energies out of alignment with the truth of the kingdom. Therefore, fear not, but continue in faith. For I say unto you, what you will discover at the end of this pathway is perfect freedom, perfect power, perfect spaciousness, perfect joy and perfect peace of living, literally in the kingdom of heaven. The choice is yours. For those of you that will feel this resistance come up so strongly, and for those of you that will yet call out unto me in your dreams and your prayers, help me through this. I say unto you that you walk not alone, for I cannot be further from you than the width of a thought. And yes, you are the creator of that thought. I, too, embarked upon just such a path. Each axiom that I will share and refine, as well as many of the exercises in the way of mastery, are specifically exercises and truths that were given to me from the time I was initiated by certain Essene teachers in the way of the heart. When my teacher said, it is time for you to go spend 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. Do you not believe that resistance came up within me too? I too had to notice that I was creating a thought of fear and separating myself from the great protection and love of God. I had to physically move the body into the wilderness to move through my own rings of fear to discover what was on the other side. The pathway that I have walked is the pathway that you are walking. And if our pathway is the same, then we walk together to God and away from illusion, pain, weakness, unworthiness, guilt and death. 
So engage in your exercises with great zeal, with great joy, and above all, with great outrageous playfulness. Learn to look with innocence upon all that arises. Abide lovingly with your creations. If you put these little exercises to work, much indeed will arise. Practice then well and practice with joy. Know that you are loved, loving and lovable. And that in truth, the only thing that is occurring is that an old dream is being released that a new dream might replace it. The dream of worthiness peace, wakefulness, and union with all of creation. Again, I say, I come not alone in this specific work, but I come with many who support your healing and your awakening. Therefore, indeed, be at peace this day, beloved friends. Abide lovingly with your creations. Amen.